Hello and welcome to The Mashup, your number one source for sports gaming and everything in between. I am your host, Jake Patterson, joined once again by now official fellow Twitch streamer, John Holloway. <laughs> yeah. I knew it would happen eventually. I just wasn't sure when. I wasn't yeah. sure when you were finally going to bite the bullet and do it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of inevitable. Like, I mean, it's, it's something I've talked about for years. Like, I did a little bit of YouTube way back in the day. Um, we got to, we actually got to like over a hundred subs at one point, which is good for a bunch of college kids who didn't really care, who were just kind of um, goofing off. Yeah, and you know, finally, just kind of said, "Screw it." Uh, got my tax returns, had a bunch of money sitting around. Said, "Why not?" And that's why his mic is much higher quality now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh there is a whole lot to talk about today and that's just in the traditional sports realm so let's just jump right into it because today even more information came out in this deshaun watson situation poster. where i think the number was 18 because so, because yeah. it's it's 21 accusers yeah so two more lawsuits were filed three three new lawsuits were filed on sunday two more were filed today bringing it up to 21 but now 18 women and masseuses have come forward and defended him not only not only defended him uh said the the claims are straight up hilarious to them because like the whole thing with the towel instead of instead of using a sheet like that is a thing in massage school. That's like a, a very early lesson in massage school, apparently, that some people are just more comfortable using a towel and that's fine. Yeah. And like, there was one of them who said, uh, when he was first setting up an appointment with her, he was making sure she was okay with his, like, working with his, like, groin area. And she was fine with it because she's used to working with athletes. And like, yeah, I'm used to, she's like, yeah, I'm used to working with that area because I work with athletes all the time. And, like, it makes sense for quarterbacks. Yeah. That that area of their their legs is going to need work. Yeah, so, so. I don't know what the heck is going on now. A few days ago, I was saying, look, I'll be honest. I was like, unless there is and and unless there is a complete clearance in a court of law, it is hard for me to believe that he's innocent. Yeah. Because that's, that is where everything was looking. And the fact that it came out that like, Oh yeah, he was deleting Instagram messages and blah, 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 blah. That's a bad, 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 bad look. Like if you're deleting Instagram messages that are currently under question, that's not a good look, my friend. Yeah. I don't care who you are. That's not good. But his agent has come out and said, yeah, like, like, um, uh, or his agent, his lawyer came out and said, uh, no, he hasn't deleted anything. Now these 18 masseuses are backing him up. Yeah, and they're all and they're all saying 
very similar things. Uh, I first met Deshaun about a year ago when he reached out on Instagrams. I had two therapy sessions with him, both of which were uneventful. Uh, on the first, he just focused on his area's concern and the pressure. He listened to music and, his, and scrolled on his phone on the second session. He was never inappropriate or did anything to make me feel uncomfortable. He asked that I focus on areas that are typical for athletes, uh, glutes, hamstrings, quads, and groin. Uh, he was appropriately and properly draped with a towel, which is common with sports clients. Was respectful before, during, and after both visits. I am puzzled by the allegations in the lawsuits and in the media as they are not consistent with Deshaun's character. And all of them are saying something similar. Like, there was another one I read that said most of the time he just kind of listened to... He would turn his music on and just kind of zone out and, and let them do their thing. He would say like, Hey, these are, these are the areas I need work with you. Yeah. O- you okay with doing that? Then uh, I, for lack of a better term, assume the position on the table and throw his, throw his headphones on and, and listen to some music while they did what they had to do. Yeah. And like that, that's, that, that, that's how I would expect b- before all of this, how I would expect him to, to handle a situation like that. But it's just it's so complicated it's so it's so confusing because one the lawyer on the other side still feels like such a massive conflict of interest that he is the the texans team lawyer oh absolutely like absolutely true or not like if the if these even if like at the very beginning i was like okay that's a little sus like isn't that not a massive conflict of interest where he would have to say like it going to use a legal term here. Thanks to my, uh, my pre my friends from college who were pre-law majors at one point, wouldn't they have to like recuse themselves from this immediately? Cause he's having a very public dispute with the Houston Texans. Why is he the one handling this case? Yeah. And also it's, it's, um, it's, I mean, this, this lawyer has had a shady past, like from, from some of the stuff I've looked up, like he's had cases where it's been proven that he was making false allegations for public media and for media attention and to get attention for his firm and a bunch of other stuff. So that in and of itself also, when this first came out was a red flag. So but this, then guy's, as, this guy, I, this, this guy, this guy's a high profile Saul Goodman then like he's. Yeah, but as more and more and more and more and more came forward, it's sitting there like, okay, yeah, the lawyer's shady, but holy crap. Like that that's 21 <laughs> different allegations. Yeah. But now he eight, he deleted messages. Yeah, but now 18 other women are coming forward and saying, "No, that's ridiculous." and putting their names to it. Yeah. Like and how does one guy who has only been, has been in the NFL for what? Four, four years, years now, three, four years. Four years. Yep. Work with four four, 40 different massage therapists. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I still have no idea where my opinion lands on this issue, but it's definitely swinging back into Sean Watson's favor. I I literally am at, of, of the opinion at this point. I think it's the only, really the only opinion that we can that we can really say, and it's that what like there's 
no clue what's going on. Yeah, there's like it is it is so 50 50 at this point, whether it's true, not true. Like I, I'm going I I'm from now on, I'm going to prevent saying anything in terms of not prevent, uh, but uh, refrain from saying, oh, yeah, I believe Sean Watson. Oh, yeah, I believe the accusers because we don't know. It's right so now. it's so hard to tell because it's almost the same number of accusers as people defending him. Yeah. Like when you're dealing with numbers like this, three people is not a lot. No, it's not. And you've got the real life Saw Goodman. Who's just kind of like, who's already shady as all get out. Yeah. Connected to an organization that's, proven to be terrible at handling anything and everything because they, you know, just out of nowhere fired one of the best PR people in all of sports, let alone the NFL. Like, so I have no idea what's going on anymore. And and much like the NFL, we don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I despise this decision. Yesterday, for those who don't know, the NFL voted. Un- it was not unanimous, however, to go to a 17-game NFL season. The the NFL. The, how how much longer is the uh, the current NFL CBA for? I I have I will. Let's see the. Oh no! Did they just make? They, they just made a new one last year. Yep. The NFL once again, the National Football League, and a league where players mean more than almost any other league because you need so many of them and you need you need them healthy to play the game. Once again, proves they don't give a crap about player safety and health. Nope. Because for the longest time, we were, uh, everyone was talking about, okay, we need to get rid of Thursday night football, except for the first game of the season where the Super Bowl champion gets the night all to themselves to basically celebrate how awesome they are. And Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's it. Those should be the only two Thursday games of an entire season. Correct. Instead, there's now Thursday night football every week instead of waiting a couple weeks into the season for Thursday to start. And now that they've just sold those rights exclusively to Amazon, like, it's not even going to be simulcast on Fox. It is just going to exclusively stream on Amazon, which is insane. I I never thought a... uh, I never thought a league like the NFL would be the first to embrace like an all digital stream like that. Like a game. Like Money. I know, but I, I figured, I figured the NBA would be the first to jump at that one and they would have done it like three, four years ago. I disagree. And it's because once again, the NBA cares about their players. They, the NBA actually gives two seconds of thought to what the player's health and safety is. Now, this year, to be fair with the All-Star game, they didn't. No. Look, we, we acknowledge that. However, it's different when you had COVID last year and you lost so much revenue. Yeah. So I, I think if I, – I, I, I do believe that is the only reason, is that in a way it was 
thinking about the players because they didn't want to have to put more stuff on them later. Yeah. Because like, if you lose that revenue, you're going to have to make it up somewhere. And that was their way of making it up. Yeah. Was, of, was having an all-star game this year. Instead of like going to a 92 game season or something ridiculous like yeah. that. But that I, well, that's the thing though. Like changing, changing the broadcast deal wouldn't change their schedule all that much though. Cause the NBA already plays, already has games pretty much every day of the week. Yeah, that's true. So having a few of them here and there broadcast on like Amazon or, or well, indirectly this is Amazon or Twitch or on YouTube or on any of that. Like, well, in a way they do because they have NBA TV. They they have NBA TV, like, which I love. I use that every day. NBA TV's NBA TV is definitely the best. Uh, NBA TV and NFL Network are definitely probably the two best. I'd say MLB Network is up there too, and NHL Network just sucks. <laughs> NHL Network is awful. Do you want to know that the so the the vote passed as far as I know thirty one to one. Who was the one team? The Chicago Bears. The the Bears. The Chicago Bears voted against a 17-game season, and out of all of the things the Chicago Bears have done wrong, this outweighs 90% of it. Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to Bears chairman George H. McCaskey. According to four sources who were on the video conference, he voted against the, the measure. In every other way, the McCaskies are absolutely terrible owners. But they care about their players. Yes. And I appreciate that. Do what I want them as my team's owner? Absolutely not. No. No, 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 no. But in this scenario, they are absolutely correct. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it's... The NFL continues, as I said, to, to show that it's about money. And that's yeah, all it is. That's, that's literally all they care about. Like, they're going to 18. Oh, they're going to. They're, they're I go- gave it four years, five they're, years. They're going to 18 within the next couple of years. And they're... They're going to, for some reason, even though it failed miserably the last time they tried this, they're they're going to put a team in London. Yeah. There's there's going to be a team in London. I don't know if they'll ever put teams in Canada. The, I would think they'd put a team in Canada before they put a team in England. But the the CFL does exist, and... I like the NFL is the NFL is going to expand again. They, I don't think they're going to take too kindly to the fact to the fact that the NHL has uh, expanded to thirty two, or look, will, or will after this season. Look, they had a sixteen game schedule with thirty two teams and one bye week for each team. That was perfect. Yeah, you had it right, NFL. They're they're they're. They're going to try to get it back to see the number of games is teams times two. So yeah. they're, they're going to, 
They're going to expand to 36 for some ungodly reason. How do you do divisions then? Huh? What are you going to turn it into three divisions of six teams each? What are you going to do? Yes, that's probably what they're going to do. Why? <laughs> Unfortunately. Why? Why? I, I mean, before the... Uh, before uh, Seattle officially became a thing, that's what the NHL did. It was... Uh, each each conference was uh, was two divisions. The uh, Or when it was still 30, because th- they did this before Vegas even became a team. The Eastern Conference was uh, two divisions of eight. And uh, the Western Conference was uh, was two divisions of seven, and then the and then uh, Vegas joined the Central, and then they put and then they're going to put Seattle in the Pacific, so it will become four divisions of eight next year. Yeah, that's that's probably what they're going to do. They're going to do three divisions of of six teams because they're going to put a team in London for some ungodly reason. They'll probably have a team in Toronto, have a team in Vancouver. Again, for some ungodly reason, and they'll uh, and they'll put either a team back in San Diego or another team in Texas. That's that. That's what's gonna happen. They're gonna have. They're gonna add. Uh, they're gonna have London, Toronto, and Vancouver, Oakland. or back to Oakland. Yeah, and either back to, uh, and then either San Diego, Oakland, or uh, San Antonio. Yeah, because I think it was the San San Antonio team who was doing like really well attendance wise in the AAF. Or they're going to or they're or they're going to merge with the XFL and just fold a couple teams and expand all the way to 40. I think we'll have that by like 2040. Yeah. There's not talent for that, man. There really isn't, but the there's NFL... Barely will, talent, there's barely enough talent for 32. The NFL will find a way. Look, look, like... I mean, think about it. You add four or even eight more teams, that's uh, that's four or eight more TV markets that uh, you can you can sell to your, uh, your network partners. I just... I have no more words for the NFL. The, the, the NFL is the NFL is going to expand to forty eventually. I, I have no more words for the 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 NFL, and it's just continued clear lack of caring. Yep, we praised Roger Goodell all of last season. Yeah, and in yeah, the and in the space of what now? No, no, no. I will say this is more on the owners than Roger Goodell because that, the owners could have voted no. That's very true. The owners could have voted no. They had the choice, owners. And if you're a team and you go and say this vote was like was actually a lot closer than in 31 to t- uh, to 1 or whatever, if I'm a player, I don't want to play for one of the guys who voted yes. Yeah, heck no. If it's like an 18 to 16 vote or something, I don't want to play for one of the 18 teams that voted yes. No, even not if, a- even if it's, I guarantee Jim Irsay voted yes. I guarantee Jim Irsay voted yes. Oh, hundred percent. Die-hard Colts fan. I have a flag on my wall behind my head. I had a Colts shirt on. Yeah, Jim Irsay, hundred percent voted yes. Uh, Jerry Jones voted yes. 
Bob Kraft voted yes. Uh, Mark Davis. Those four definitely voted yes. Uh, Shad Khan absolutely voted yes. Steve Bashotti, I'm not sure. Jeff Laurie probably voted yes. Dan Schneider voted yes. Da Dan Schneider voted yes. Um, the the uh, the Maras and the uh, the Maras and the Johnsons both voted yes. Spanos voted yes. Is there a Mark Cuban of the NFL? The closest one's probably Steve Bashotti. I know that sounds incredibly biased, but I think that's actually true. I doubt Cleveland's. I, honestly, I could see Cleveland's owner not voting yes. Oh yeah, I, I could see. I could see most of the AFC North except for the except for the Steelers. I I I think I. So here's here's one thing I will say. I think small market teams are more likely to have voted yes, and I think the the big name owners also voted yes. So I think it's owners like Chicago. I think it's people like um, like Cleveland, like. Yeah. Like I, I, I could, I could see the, um, I could see Arizona voting no. Probably. Um, I, I just, man, I don't want to play for one of these owners who voted yes. It, it, if, if you have the choice. Yeah. Like if it actually was a close vote, if it was like 17, 15, which is insane. But if it was if it was seventeen fifteen and you have identical contracts Yeah between uh from two teams and and making the wild assumption that uh both states income tax rates are exactly the same. Yeah. Or close. Or or close enough to be negligible. Like I'm not playing for the the guy who voted yes. Me neither. I, I'm not going to Indianapolis to play for Jim Irsay if he voted yes and the Cleveland Browns owner voted no. Yeah. When we have the same level of talent, same level of youth, same level of coaching. And and then the city itself, similar enough weather. Yep. Like, same general region of the country, so probably pretty similar culture. Slightly yep. different because... Cleveland and Indianapolis aren't exactly touching, but they're they're both part of that like upper Midwest. Exactly. And so then, and then like But yeah, like or or if it was or like if it was between the Ravens and the Steelers, because I honestly cannot see Steve Bashotti saying, Oh yeah, let's play 17 games. But I can see I can see Art Rooney the second saying, "Yeah, let's play seventeen games." Yeah, and it's, like Maryland and Pennsylvania's tax rates are actually similar. Baltimore and Pittsburgh are pretty similar cities. Like, yeah, same same exact situation. It's madness. Yeah, and there's no possible way to go five hundred anymore because you're playing an odd number of games. Can't wait for fantasy next season. And you didn't add an extra bye week. 
Can't wait for fantasy next season. And they're still keeping a 14-team playoff. Still can't wait for fantasy next season. It's gonna be it's gonna be insane. And every record is going to get broken next year. Like every single record is gonna get broken next year. Yep. Passing yards, completions, touchdowns, everything. Rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, sacks, interceptions. It's all getting Derek thrown. Henry would have broken the record last year if he'd had an extra game. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, he would have broken the the single season rushing record. Like <sighs> he would have absolutely destroyed it. Records are gone. Everything's crazy. The uh, the I think the only people who are happy with this decision outside of the owners' wallets are the nineteen seventy two Dolphins, <laughs> because now it's going to be harder to have a truly undefeated season. I don't think we'll see it. Because now you have to go 20 and 0 to, uh, to, to have a perfect season. You have to win 20 out of 20 games to have a perfect season. Good Lord. Speaking of perfect seasons or perfect runs, Gonzaga... Just got handed a gift. If Gonzaga wins the national championship, they are the third best team in NCAA history. Yeah. Behind Bill Walton's UCLA and that NC State team that Bill Walton beat. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, Bill Walton's UCLA, as much as I hate the guy... Like, I can't stand Bill Walton, but Bill Walton's time at UCLA was nuts. Was was gross. I this this tournament is what anybody could have hoped for. Oh and yeah. I'll I'll be honest, my bracket is gone, except oh. for my final four. Because I stuck to my guts. Because I think if you remember on the show back on like January second or like even it might have even been in December, I said it's Baylor and Gonzaga in the final, and that's it. Yeah, I I second guessed myself and uh, I went with Illinois Gonzaga and uh, I was very wrong. It's just like I I kept I kept to my guns for for once for once, and I, I'm glad I did because Gonzaga is just better than ever. They Gonzaga looks like LSU from 2018 football. Yeah, like the the fluidity of their offense is reminiscent of the Golden State Warriors from 2017. Yeah. And they can go 75% on a defensive possession because they don't have to. No, because they're they're just going to run you out their offense is just going to run you out of the building. Yeah. Now, this is not to discount what UCLA has done. No, not not at all. But because UCLA has been outstanding. Yeah, and they're it's their defense that got them here. Like correct. If you hold this year's Michigan team to 49 points, you deserve to win. You deserve to you deserve to win that game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, we were both streaming last night, so we didn't get to watch any of the game. Yeah. Um, and 
Let's see. How many times has Michigan been held under? Under 50? Probably not a whole lot this year. Let's go back to. They uh, have not scored under 50 the entire season. Yeah. Uh, 96, 81, 84, 80, 91, 62, 80, 84, 85, 82, 77, so, uh, 57. They only scored 57 against Minnesota. Uh, 87, 70, 67, 71, 92, 79, 73, 53 against Illinois on March 2nd. 69, 64, 79, 67. Yeah. So they have... 82, 86, 76. And then 49 against yeah. UCLA. Yeah. I like, like that's. That's that, off to him. Yeah. Like props to UCLA for. Uh, for holding one of the best offensive teams in the country to. Nothing. Basically anemia. Now I will say. If, if. If 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 Michigan if 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 UCLA's defense plays like that, they have an outside shot at at beating Gonzaga. It's going to be really hard, though. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm not saying they're going to, but they have an outside shot. Michigan had a single double digit score last night. Yeah, if they if they play like Gonzaga is a lot better than Michigan, but if if their oh, defense plays like that. And they, can, they have a shot. They have a shot, but Ju Zhang's got to score twenty eight again. Like, yeah, like their offense is gonna have to. Their offense is gonna have to really push too, because even if you slow down their offense, slowing down their cool. offense still means they score sixty. Still means they score sixty five. Yeah, maybe I, even seventy. Like slowing down Gonzaga's offense means they barely crack seventy. Ex- Not exactly. they don't crack fifty. Yeah. Like they, it's like oh they they bear Michigan barely scored a point a minute. You you can't slow Gonzaga down to that level. No. And I mean Timmy Kispert and Suggs are just so good. Like, yeah, those like, three are just yeah they're, they're they're so good, and all three of them are gonna be in the NBA next year. Cause uh, cause Timmy and Kispert are both upperclassmen, right? I feel like Corey Kispert's been there forever. Corey Kispert is a senior. That's what I thought. And Drew Timmy is a sophomore, but my guess is he he goes to the draft. He's gone. And then just... Suggs is gone. Suggs Suggs is one and done. Suggs is gone. He has nothing left to prove. No. Yeah. I mean, he's a a lottery pick. Yeah. Timmy and Kispert will probably be later in the first round, but they're still going to both get drafted. Oh, yeah. And they're both... Suggs is a lottery pick. He'll go somewhere and make an impact right off the right off the bat yeah and then they're and probably whoever wants Suggs but doesn't get him is going to get max Asmus. i would say Asmus is not going to go as high as people are going to think he is because of his height because of his height yeah but at the same time like i think teams are going to be wary to possibly miss out on the next damian lillard or steph curry yeah <laughs> like the next guy in that same category oh yeah I I'm excited for Final Four. I th- I mean I I'm taking Baylor Gonzaga pretty easily. Like uh, oh yeah, like Baylor Gonzaga. I could I could maybe see Houston beating Baylor, but I I doubt no. it. Like it's I mean, possible, but 
Yeah, I don't know if they're good enough. Because Gonzaga, Gonzaga is going to to dispose of UCLA like they did USC around the 85-65 scoreline of what yeah. they did to UCLA. UCLA is, uh, or USC. USC is a better team, in my opinion, because, I mean, Evan Mobley is a top two pick. Kate Cunningham is going to go number one. Evan Mobley is going to go number two. Oh, yeah. Like, that. that's that's your one-two right there. Like, like that, that's been guaranteed for – that's been guaranteed for a couple months at this point. Evan Mobley is seven foot two ten, like, and shoots 30% from three. Yeah. Like, he's, dude is – dude's a stud. He's not falling out of the top three. No, absolutely not. I, it, yeah. So, if if you're betting, man, bet Gonzaga Baylor. I I wish I had money. I would bet five hundred dollars. It's gonna be Gonzaga Baylor. Oh like, yeah. Like you would just you would just take uh would you take a straight up money line on both games or would you uh would you do this over? Uh yeah, I don't know. I because I'd I'd be afraid to I'd be afraid to do um. I'd be a little more afraid to do Baylor money line, but I would definitely do Gonzaga money line. Like, oh, absolutely! It's probably going to be. I know it's they're they're the heaviest favorite in the Final Four since the tournament expanded, and they they uh, rightfully are. Yeah, let's see. What's the? Uh, they're fourteen point favorites against the spread. What's the? Uh, oh my god! Okay, don't. Don't bet the money line. <laughs> what? Don't bet the money line on Gonzaga. You will make no money. It is minus eleven hundred. If if you bet, I think that means if you put a hundred dollar bets, you you win like eleven bucks. That's kind of funny. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna check. We're gonna check a, an odds calculator really quick to see if that's actually how that works. But yeah, um, that's uh, that's just insane. Uh, betting odds calculator and converter. Uh, single bets, hundred bucks on minus eleven hundred odds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> If you placed a hundred dollar bet on that line and and Gonzaga won, you know how much you'd win? Eleven dollars. Nine dollars and nine cents. Why? Yeah. Why? Why would you? I mean, you would win, but you wouldn't even win ten bucks. Like I... you, you would get a hundred and nine dollars back. Like you would make you would make a profit of less than ten dollars. Hey man, it's like that that freaking YouTube video starting with a pen and trading up for a house. That's true, but uh don't please don't please please for the sake of your wallets do not bet the Gonzaga money line. Sure you'll win, but you're not are you really winning? You're not going to make any money. And for legal reasons, we're not telling you to go bet. Yes, uh for legal reasons this this discussion of the gambling odds is for entertainment purposes only. Correct. <laughs> I uh I am not a I am not a sports gambler. Don't trust my picks. I yeah. And speaking of entertainment value, we used to have some in the NBA. Yeah. And then 
they went and started uh, team stacking again. But Kobe couldn't have Chris Paul. Nope. Because that would be too, that would be too overpowered. But no, Kobe Kobe Bryant couldn't play with Chris Paul. Good God, that would have been. But Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden can play with Joe Harris, Jeff Green, Lamarcus Aldridge, and Blake Griffin. Yeah. 41 NBA All-Star appearances between those big three, Aldridge and Blake Griffin. Between those five people. 41. That's over eight a person. That's over eight times each. On average. That ain't right. To beat a 36-year-old LeBron James with a high ankle sprain. Yep. Who's Who's still out for what? Another month or two? Yeah. Like probably... Almost like he'll probably come back right before the end of the regular season. He'll play a couple games just to assure that they're the number one seed in the West, and then he's gonna and then he's gonna dominate the playoffs again. Something f- crazy. What? This will be the first time we've seen a fresh LeBron in the playoffs. Oh no! Oh uh, uh, oh no! This is also the first time we've seen LeBron have a dominant big man, well, dominant center. Ever. How the heck do you score on the inside against perennial defensive player of the year, Anthony Davis, and Andre Drummond, who averages like two blocks and two steals in his career? You chuck it up from, chuck it up from range and hope for the best. And hope and hope you're lucky and hope your big is lucky enough to get a rebound. Like, cause you ain't passing into that. You're doing the uh the 80s NC State, like like the Survive and Advance team, like, no, that wasn't a shot. That was a hundred percent a pass. Even though yep. it was very clearly a, a, a shot. Like every college basketball fan knows knows that was very much an attempt at a three-point shot. It was just way off the mark that happened to get rebounded and put back. Raise your hand if you think it's going to be anything other than the Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA Finals. I mean, it's it's probably it's probably going to be, but... For, for the record, neither of us are raising our hands. Yeah. For, uh... Because I don't think that Nets team... If they even make the Eastern Conference Finals, is capable of beating the the Bucks or the Sixers in in that situation. I I don't think either of them are be- capable of beating the the Nets. I don't. They're they're too good. They're o- offensively they are too good. Yeah, they like like I I wanna I wanna be hopeful and be like oh yeah the Bucks can uh, the Bucks or the Sixers can beat them but like. The Sixers don't have the guards to guard Kyrie and James Harden. They don't have the guard play to beat them. No. The Bucks have Drew and Giannis who can go against KD and one of the two guards. But the yeah. other one's going to go nuts. Yeah, that's uh that's very true. Like 
The only way you can beat this Nets team is if you have good defensive guards and you have a big who can go to work on the on the blocks. And that's why I think the Lakers are uniquely built to beat them. Because they have two of them. Yeah. Durant like, is a good defender, but he doesn't have the strength to deal with Anthony Davis. DeAndre Jordan's old and slow. Yeah. Like, we're going to be seeing a gold and black NBA Finals. I, 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 I said, it's the same thing I said with Baylor and Gonzaga in January. I, I would put money that it's going to be the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA Finals. Yeah, it's, unfortunately, it's probably going to be. I, I hate that that's true. And I, I really want someone, anyone in the Eastern Conference to just put the Nets in their place. Because their fans are obnoxious. Name a team that could beat them in a seven-game series in the Eastern Conference. Seven-game series. Unfortunately, I mean, the Bucks and the Sixers are the other two best teams in the East, and I don't think they have the the all-around skill to do it. If the two of them combined into one, like, super team... Where you have Drew Holiday, Ben Simmons, Giannis, any really any any either either team's power forward and Embiid, and then a, a couple Giannis of the, plays power forward for yeah. Oh, or if you had uh, or if you had Drew, um, you would need you would need Drew Middleton, Simmons, Giannis, and Embiid. Yeah, like that team. That team could beat the Nets. Only problem is, that's an all-star team. <laughs> that team doesn't exist. Like, that's that that's a team you make in 2K. Yeah. On on uh what's that what's that mode called? I'm totally blanking. Franchise backlot. Back no, uh yeah, yeah. On backlot mode, just to like uh, blacktop, blacktop. Black blacktop mode, just to like see how they would do as a team together, and then you maybe you maybe take it to franchise mode and try to try to put all of them on one team and keep it under the salary cap without, you know, cheating. Uh, in the famous words of Kenny, the jet Smith, it's over. Yeah, pretty much. I, I hate that the, we're back to this point where the NBA season is pretty much decided in March like we we had a good two year run of of there being some semblance of of parity in the NBA, but was there? The Warriors were still in the NBA Finals. Kawhi was still in the NBA Finals. That's true. LeBron was still in the NBA Finals last year. The illusion of parity, anyway. We're not going to have parity until LeBron James retires. Yeah, because everyone's just going to keep making super teams to try and beat him. And then everyone's just going to make super teams to try and beat Luka. Yeah, but here's the difference is... <coughs> uh, excuse me. Um, unless Luka decides... Unless, unless the Mavericks get a third bona fide star, you only need two. 
That's true. Like, a, a, a star duo is, like, I, I love Luca. I think he's one of the next great players, but it's still going to be a few more years. Oh, yeah. Until he's at LeBron and Jordan and Kobe and all that level. Yeah. And it's it's probably going to conveniently line up when, uh, when LeBron James retires, because... Uh, <laughs> How old is and then, and uh, and then we get LeBron's son. Yeah, like th- those two. He's uh, he's sixteen, so um, he's sixteen. He's gonna he's gonna turn seventeen in October, which I'm guessing, if I'm doing my math right, that means uh, this is the this is the end of his uh, sophomore year. Like we're in the we're in the second half of his sophomore year of high school. So, uh, his junior year, the the rest of this year, next school year, the school year after that, then one year of college, and then he's going to the NBA. Hey, Skip Bayless, if everybody isn't trying to beat LeBron James, then why has he been in almost every single NBA finals for the past 10 years? (laughs) That's, that's very true. But yeah, that actually, yeah, do the math on that. It's five years. It's it's five years until uh wait, uh the rest of this year. Uh, next year, his senior year of high school, his one and only year of college, where God knows where he's gonna play. He's he's probably gonna either he's going to Duke. Oh God, he's probably going to Duke. God dang it! That's where LeBron would have gone. Or he's just gonna realize that like. Yeah, I'm only playing one year, so let's just go to Akron and see what happens. No, he's he's not going to do that. Yeah, he probably won't do that. He's 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 gone to Duke. Of Guess what tomorrow is, Jake? Oh, April Fool's I, Day. No, oh. my favorite day of the year. Oh yeah, well it is April Fool's Day, but it's also uh, it's also opening day. Da-na-na-na. Sorry, that's sports center. I it's my favorite time of the year, my guy. Yeah. Baseball is back. We get NBA. We get the national championship for NCAA. That rhymed. Yep. Oops. And uh I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Oh Sorry. My God. We're cl- uh, I'm, I'm, reference. I'm I'm nine, leave- nine. I'm I'm leaving that in to embarrass you. <laughs> no, I don't care. I embarrass myself all the time. That's true. anyway. But the, uh, but I'm, I'm very happy because, uh, I saw people on Twitter today posting their, uh, well, obviously cut off. So you couldn't see the the QR code or anything, but, uh, posting their, their digital tickets to opening day at Camden Yards tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, yes, it's like, it's, it's, it's coming back. And don't our teams open up the season with each other? I believe they do. Let me uh, let me check the. Uh... Yep, tomorrow at two ten. All righty, in John uh... Means versus Nathan Eovaldi. I I don't like that matchup. <laughs> I don't either. That hurts. That hurts me physically. I I, I mean I, I think I think John Means is a good pitcher. He's our number one guy. But oh look at look at Fridays. Look at or not Fridays. Uh, Saturdays. It's not it's not decided for the Red Sox yet, but uh, 
the the Orioles have named their first five starters. Oh, I'm just happy baseball is back, man. I I'm so excited. Oh yeah, me too. Like and last year, even though it the season was not the same and the Orioles weren't very good, I could not watch any Orioles games because we cut the cord and Masson is just awful. And uh but we fi- we now have cable again. ESPN so, Plus has the game on Friday, Saturday. So uh so I will be able to watch games on Masson for the first time in like two, three years. So, yay. I mean, <laughs> Masson, uh, I, I gotta go on a rant here. Masson, you need to get your shit together, okay? You promised us in-market streaming two months ago and said it would be ready by opening day. Opening day is here, and you have said nothing else about in-market streaming. You gotta get, like, I know I have cable now, and I can watch you, but you need to get with the times and stop being just on cable. You need to be streaming. I know Peter Angelos is an old-ass man who's probably very afraid of technology, but you need to be on streaming. The, the Angelos family, you need to sell the Orioles to a conglomerate of other rich Baltimore natives who will not move the team to Nashville and sell Masson to someone who would actually run it properly and stop screwing over the Nationals. Because that's why Major League Baseball treats the Orioles like shit, because you keep screwing over the Nationals with their broadcast rights. Like, good lord. They've been, they've been here for, what, 16 years now? 16, 17 years now? It's time to give them their broadcast rights. They can, they can still pay you something for, like, loss of market compensation, but you gotta give them their broadcast rights back, guys! Like, dang! They've, this is their 16th year. Yeah, that's what I thought. They, I, I knew it was, like, 2004, 2005 they, they moved. 2005. Yeah, that's what I thought. I know it was in that that like general area. Just to Yeah, I, I knew I was in like fourth or fifth grade when <laughs> they when they moved to uh moved from Montreal and uh and became the Nationals, but they were absolutely terrible back then. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh it's it's coming tomorrow. I have no idea what what this season is going to hold for the Orioles. I I'm still not entirely sure what my expectations for them should be. You and I will just hold each other when our teams both suck. Yes. For the yeah. entire season. Yeah, because I, I saw a thing. It was like, I saw a thing on Twitter. It was like, would you rather they, uh, would you rather they, the Orioles stay 500 well into July before like until basically the all-star break and be a feel good story and then fall back down to earth because they're not quite there yet or just suck so bad that we can get Kamar Rocker or Jack Lighter. 
Oh wait, they didn't. That would have been that would have been based off last year's results. They didn't suck enough to get Kamar Rocker or Jack Leiter. They didn't. They didn't. The uh, Pirates did. The Pirates did. <laughs> I I feel bad for whatever guy goes to the Pirates because the Pirates have shown they they uh, they can't develop pitchers to save their lives. The the Pirates have clearly shown their inability to develop pitchers. So. Uh, to whichever one of those, like, howitzer-armed pitchers ends up going to the Pirates, I am so sorry. <laughs> like, those two are, those two are scary. Like, Jack Later is a freak of nature, and he's not even the number one guy on his team. How often is the how often is the second best pitcher, the second best pitching prospect in all of baseball, not the best pitcher on his team? I don't remember. I don't think that's ever happened. So yeah. whatever, I mean they're they're probably going they're probably going one and two because who has uh, who has the second pick this year? I have no clue. I mean, look. I mean, they're probably they're probably bad enough to uh, to to need pitchers if they're getting the uh, the second the second Might be pick. The Giants. Let's see. It is uh, it is the Rangers. Oh yeah. Top five is Pirates, Rangers, Tigers, Red Sox, Orioles. Let's hope we don't screw up our pick like we did last year. Yeah, I hope the. I hope the Orioles don't screw up theirs either. But yeah. Yeah, it's going to be uh going to be an interesting baseball season to say the least, because it's gonna start other than like in Texas with with partially full stadiums. Even in shockingly California. I I still can't believe that one. That like the Angels and the Dodgers and the Giants are are act- and the Padres are actually gonna be able to let people into the games. I thought, I honestly thought California would be like, Oh no, the the rest of the country is, has completely opened up their stadiums. You still can't go to games. Like I, I really thought that was going to be California. Surprise me. But, uh, that's what we got for this mishmash of traditional sports. I hope everyone enjoys opening day tomorrow and uh, the final four and the national championship game coming this quote unquote weekend. But uh, yeah, that's what we got for first half of the show. Uh, Check out John's Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash ocean ruin, all one word. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave I'll leave a link to both of our Twitch channels in the uh, in the show description, and uh, I'll be live tonight. But this show will be uploaded before that, so I just realized that makes no sense. So. Yeah, well, you'll probably, but you'll probably be live tomorrow night too, right? Like on Thursday night. Tomorrow's Thursday. Yes. Yeah, like you're. So you will be live. That's the, true. The it's night true. the epi- this episode comes out, and I will be too. Just not Big as brain. Just not as late. Big brain. But, uh, yeah, that's it for uh, traditional sports. Up next, uh, oh, boy. There's 
There's some stuff to talk about on the Call of Duty front. Just, just some stuff. We'll, uh, we'll get into that up next here on the mashup. All right, welcome back to the mashup. Uh, yeah, so there's there's a lot to talk about on the esports front too because uh, Valorant had their drama last week. Now, now Call of Duty has has their drama, and does. Does the COD scene ever not have drama? But this is just, this is just insane. I thought, I thought gentlemen's agreements to not use certain guns were just a fabric of the Call of Duty esports landscape. Like, I, I thought that was just a thing. But it seems like that tradition is uh, very much in danger. Because... One, the GA committee for challengers has just been screwing AR players basically since the beginning of Cold War. It was like, oh, they GA'd the Fafar. And then everyone moved to the Krig. Well, they, they GA'd the Krig, and everyone moved to the M4. Or they moved to the AK, and then they GA'd the AK. Then everyone moved to the M4. They GA'd the M4. Everyone moved to the QBZ. Then... Then they moved to the QBZ, and now they got to go back to the Krig? Because they just GA'd the QBZ? They, like, un-GA'd the Krig and re-GA'd the QBZ. Like, yeah, you're screwing AR players and just showing massive amounts of favoritism to SMG players. And and, and I'm a flex. Like, I'm a flex. I play both. I play, I'll play AR, I'll play SMG. I don't play anywhere near the same level these guys do, but I do play with a team, and we kind of, we kind of have our defined roles. And I... More often than not, like, I, I switch back and forth between the two depending on, on the map. So, I see both sides of it. Like, I'm glad SMG players haven't been get getting absolutely screwed, but the AK-74U is still a laser beam, and none of its damage-boosting barrels have been, or, like, one of its damage-boosting barrels have been GA'd. I think a, I think one of them's the the highest one is is just banned by the league, which makes sense. Those those things are ridiculously strong. But let me let me find the uh, the tweet thread tweet thread from uh, from Clayster because he was a hundred percent right. Did I not? Oh, he deleted it. Okay, I think he yeah he deleted it. Okay, probably because the league told him to. But it was, it was, he was talking about how like, yeah, AR players are just constantly getting screwed by, uh, by the, the GA decisions where all of their weapons, it's just like, oh yeah, gone. You got to learn a brand new, you got to learn a brand new gun now. Have, uh, have fun. Like... Like, like, have fun learning this brand new gun that's completely different from uh, from the one you used before. Because that's the thing. In Cold War, most of the ARs are at least semi-viable. But they're all very different. Their, their recoil patterns are very different. Like, the Krig's recoil pattern compared to the XM4s, compared to the AKs, compared to the QBZs, compared to the Faras. Like, every gun's recoil pattern is very different. And... You just keep changing it. 
and you just keep screwing AR players, that now you get stuff like what's happening in Challengers. Because uh, this guy, this guy, this guy, Gravity. He, uh, he just said, screw it. And in scrims, he is, this was, this was a couple hours ago at the time of recording this. This was about, uh, three and a half hours ago. This, I, I retweeted it. So you, if you scroll through my Twitter, you'll be able to see it and my reaction to it. This absolute monstrosity of an M4 with what looks like a laser sight. <laughs> One of the better laser sights and a thermal scope. And from the looks of it, one of the better barrels too. Like this absolute monstrosity of an XM4. He just said, you know what? Screw it. I, uh, I'm, I'm using the M4. It's just a gentleman's agreement. And, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be, a gentleman. And that right there is the problem with the entire concept of GAs. Because when it's just a gentleman's agreement and not a hard and fast rule like some of the bands are. Let's let's just see if uh nothing nothing from Clayster about the uh nothing from Clayster about that that tweet thread at all. His most recent tweet was four hours ago, which uh, I believe would have been before that ridiculous three Ted three. Yeah, just talking about the uh, the point two head glitch on on Garrison, which is its own issue that Call of Duty really needs to worry about. That head glitch is so broken. But it seems like Challengers players, particularly the assault rifle players, are saying, "Well, if they're just GAs and not hard and fast rules." We don't actually have to follow them because they're they're stupid. Like, there's nothing about GAs that says you have to follow them. Which uh, I knew would fall apart eventually. Like, I I knew would fall apart eventually. Like, snipers as a whole are GA'd in uh, in the CDL this year. You. If you go into league play right now, you can still run a sniper rifle. You can still run a sniper rifle if you want to. You may get flamed for, you know, breaking GA, but if you go into league play, you're not a pro player. Why would you have to follow GA? It's not banned by the league. You're just playing by league rules, not player enforced rules. So why would you, uh, why would you worry? But that's that. That's the thing with GAs, though. Like, I could see, like, if this keeps up, and and the AR players at the CDL level get get tired of dealing with this, I could absolutely see a situation where they do the same thing and just say screw it and break their M4s back out because they were using M4s all season up until they got GA'd. Like, they were using M4s all season long. It's not that... It wasn't that big a deal. Like, every gun in Cold War is a freaking laser beam. Activision's been trying to cater to the casuals for years, really ever since Black Ops 2. 
That's why skill-based matchmaking became a thing and was so oppressive in MW. They're trying to cater to casuals. And the game is just not as competitive as it used to be because it's not meant for competitive play. It's meant for 14-year-olds who are technically too young to play Call of Duty and don't want to get their little feelings hurt. Like, my God, I, I wish I could I could throw some of these kids who who play like who just camp and use ridiculously overpowered guns. Like, I wish I could take these kids and drop them in a peak 2009 era, like 2009, first half of 2010 era, Modern Warfare 2 lobby. Just take them, hand them an Xbox 360 controller, one of those crappy headsets, and say, and, and like take them in a time machine, hand them an Xbox 360 controller, one of those really crappy headsets, and say, this is Call of Duty. This is what Call of Duty used to be. Enjoy. And they just get absolutely obliterated by Akimbo 1887s. Akimbo Rangers, Akimbo Rangers in 1887s with FMJ. Like, remember that combo? <laughs> Make them deal with that. And all the trash talk we had to deal with in lobbies back then. I know I sound like such an old man of like, oh, you kids today, you're so soft. But Call of Duty players have gotten soft. Let's be honest here. It's... It's why everyone GAs everything, because, oh no, it's too overpowered. Everything in Call of Duty is overpowered now. That's the whole point. They did it in Modern Warfare 2, but they didn't put skill-based matchmaking in the game, because that wasn't even a concept yet. It was just like, yeah, we'll find the best connection and then balance the teams from there, and then try to balance the teams from there. Like, that's, that's what they did back then, and they need to go back to that system. Like, sure, you can you can code in, like, a protective bracket for lower-skill players, but, like, the bottom 20-25%. Like, the rest of the game, 75-80% of the game, should just be, should just be, like, who who has the best connection to each other, and then we'll put them all together and balance the teams from there. Like, that's what you should do. Not this skill-based crap. It sucks. <coughs> and it's coming back in Vanguard, too, which is just wonderful. Like, someone needs to tell Activision this, this system has to go away. Like, they shut down SBMMWarzone.com, which is just insane to me. Like, Activision... Activision needs some competition. Like, Battlefield 6 better be freaking good. Like, Battlefield 6 and Halo Infinite need to be incredible and not use any potential BR modes as freaking crutches to still make money. 343, I swear to God, if you use a, a BR mode that most Halo players don't even want as a crutch to still make money on a game that's embarrassing to the Halo legacy, <coughs> I, will, I will come to Seattle and... And be very mad at all of you. Like, I'm not going to actually do anything. I, it's it's very obvious. But I I would have the urge to drive to Seattle and just smack every one of them in the face. Because BRs can suck it. 
Anyone who knows me knows that is my opinion, that BRs suck and are a stain on the gaming industry. They need to go. I'm tired of them. They need to die a slow, painful death. Because Warzone is awful, and I'm tired of all the big streamers playing it and making it seem like that's the only way to get big on Twitch. Because multiplayer, while it's annoying, is way more fun. But, like, even with all of this, like, GA stuff in the background, and I, I think it's about to blow up. Like, this is about to blow up the Call of Duty competitive scene. You, we know it's... We know it's coming. Like, we 100% know it's coming. Like, there's still one last event before the second major. And it's this weekend. And... Like, standings, thanks to uh, a couple upsets, are a little nuts. Just just a little nuts. Like, Dallas, Seattle, and Florida are all tied at 2-1. and one. FaZe is 3-0. and oh. Like, Subliners are 3-1. and one. LA Thieves are 1-3. and three. They really need to get their crap together. Optic is playing like steaming hot garbage. They're 1-2. And we only got we only got one more weekend before the major. Florida has Dallas. Like this is a chance to straight up prove themselves because Dallas hasn't been playing all that great in in stage two. Like they got like they beat Paris, but they they lost to Minnesota, which was more credit to Minnesota's play. And they they beat Seattle. Like they have not played a good. They've played one good team. So far in stage two, and they uh, and they lost to them. So this will be kind of a proving ground, at least on on stage two terms for for both of them, for Florida and Dallas. Optic gets Optic gets a nice bounce back against Seattle, but with the way they've been playing and the Optic search curse and how terrible Optic has been at search for years, including the Huntsman. Like the Huntsman were bad at search too, but like. The heart and soul of Optic, the, the true Optic, they've been terrible at search for going all the way back to, like, Black Ops 2. Like, they've been absolutely terrible at search going all the way back to Black Ops 2, which is nine years. Eight, nine years. Uh, London Royal Ravens versus Toronto to kick things off on Friday. That's that's not a great game. I think, I think Toronto will probably win that one because London isn't very good. Same thing with Atlanta Phase versus LA Gorillas. Like that that's gonna be a stomp for Atlanta. They're still 3-0 and they get LA Gorillas. And their other matchup this weekend is London. They're gonna finish 5-0 and 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 top of Group A. Like they have it so easy. They're gonna finish 5-0 and and top of Group A. I I'm guessing New York is probably gonna finish second because they have their last game is Toronto. Like they're hundred percent capable of beating them. Uh, Florida and Paris, I, I think Florida's going to kind of run away with that one. Paris might put up a fight, but I doubt it. And Minnesota versus Seattle. Like, Seattle's been playing better, but Minnesota, after the addition of uh, of Standy, 
has become a very good team, and I think they're going to kick the crap out of Seattle. Uh, New York versus Toronto. New York's 100% winning that one. <laughs> that There's there's no doubt in my mind. Same thing with Atlanta-London. Uh, a second battle of Los Angeles, LA Gorillas versus LA Thieves. I have no idea. They're both not playing all that well. They both have three losses so far. The Thieves have, have played one more game, so they have a win. But they've both played pretty terribly so far. They're not going to be in the upper bracket in the major no matter what. Like right now, where would they be? They would be... They would both be in elimination round one. So they would play against uh, either Optic or Paris. They would play against either Optic or Paris. <coughs> like right now, LA would play, or the Thieves would play Paris and Gorillas would play Optic right now. And I think that's probably going to hold unless they can maybe leapfrog Toronto. But I don't know, with just one game against LA Gorillas, like Toronto... And Toronto is probably going to win one against London. So Thieves thieves probably aren't leapfrogging them in the standings. And then Dallas versus Optic to, to close things out on Sunday. Uh, given the way Optic has been playing lately, Dallas is 100% winning that one. But obviously the more interesting story is uh, our, our CDL AR players going to join the revolution that challenger ar players started and and just say screw gas and and bring their m4s back out or because the qbz hasn't been ga'd in the cdl yet and i don't know if it will so this weekend maybe not but if the qbz ends up getting ga'd in the cdl like maybe you see a couple ar players at the major bring their bring their m4s back out because uh, I could certainly see it. I could I could certainly see, especially Clay, like given that given that tweet thread, I could see Clay being like, screw it, and just, just taking his M4 back out. Because he's a freak of nature with that weapon in his hands. And and I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, see him pull that one out again. And a lot of a lot of other AR players around the league too. Like it's it's bound to happen. It was bound to happen eventually. Like, GAs have been broken before, but never like this. Like, never a concerted, like, mass effort to just say, uh, screw, screw any and all GAs. Like, that's, uh, that's the big thing. But we, uh, we shall see. We we shall certainly see. I think uh, I think the major next week is going to be must watch because I think this GA drama is only going to continue. So the major next week is going to be absolutely must watch. But that's what I got for uh, Call of Duty. Up next, we'll uh, we'll wrap things up with a little bit of League of Legends. The uh, the Spring Showdown is winding down, and we're close to finding out who North America's representative at MSI is going to be. We'll get into that up next here on The Mashup. All right, one final segment here, and uh, it's been a while since we've talked about some League of Legends and uh, LCS spring quote-unquote playoffs because that's what they really are. Like, don't pretend they're not. They're they're not, you know, playoffs. <laughs> like, they are, they are 100% playoffs because... 
It's a tournament format. It's to determine who from North America is going to MSI. Like it's it's the it's the spring playoffs. It's just we didn't we didn't separate the record of the spring and summer split. Like it's still very much a spring and summer split. But there are now only four. Under Thieves got immediately knocked to the lower bracket by Cloud9, as did uh, as did TSM by uh, by Liquid. They put a little bit more of a fight. They they only lost three one instead of instead of getting swept. And and then Under Thieves turned right around and three zero Dignitas because of course they did. Dignitas is really bad. And uh, TSM beat EG 3-1. to one. So that has left us with TSM versus 100 Thieves in the second round of the lower bracket and Cloud9 versus Team Liquid in the second round of the upper bracket. So loser of that game, Cloud9 Team Liquid gets winner of TSM 100 Thieves and winner of that faces the winner of Cloud9 and Liquid. But really, do we need any of that? When really, it's just whoever wins. You could really just send whoever wins this, essentially up this semifinal, the the upper bracket semifinal. Whoever wins this, you could you know basically just send them to MSI, and you're probably going to be right. Like whoever wins this game, you can say yeah they're going to MSI from North America, and you will more than likely. Be correct in that guess. Like, whoever wins that is probably going to win again in a week when when the uh, when the regional spring final happens. When when the grand final happens at the very at the very end. Like that's that's next Sunday. That's next Sunday at four. So, yeah, like, because really, you think they're just not going to beat them again? Because both of these teams are better than TSM and 100 Thieves. Unless either of them pulls some miracle out in in the last round of the lower bracket, in, in lower bracket semis, do you really think that Liquid or Cloud9 isn't winning lower bracket semis and just going up to face the other team again in grand finals? No. Like, I would like 100 Thieves to to win and maybe have a shot at representing North American MSI. But at the same time, even as a 100 Thieves fan, I really don't want them representing North American at MSI because they're going to get their faces stomped in. Cause let's just let's just look around let's just look around the rest of the world, shall we? LEC. They're probably going to send their their brackets are their brackets a little bit longer. Actually, no, it's the same. Their brackets a little bit longer, but they are not as far along in the in the bracket. I mean, you think they're gonna send anyone but G2? Like G2 is probably going to stomp on Mad Lions 
and go straight to grand finals where they will await probably Fnatic. Like, they're probably just going to wait for Fnatic to meet them in finals and then inevitably stomp them. Because, like, Fnatic and G2 are the mom and dad of European League of Legends. No one else can challenge them. They're, they're the annoying older siblings that keep everyone else in check. Like, they're the only ones who can do anything from Europe. It's going to be one of the two of them. Korea. I'm guessing... Yeah, it's probably going to be... Yeah, Demwon Game and Kia. Reigning world champions. They're already in the semis. They got to buy into the semis. So did Gen G, but... You know, they, they got to buy into the semis. They're coming out of Korea. The LPL. Let's take a look at what they're up to. Their playoffs have not started yet. But if you really think any of these teams are not capable, any of these good teams anyway, like GDG, Top, Edward, and, and RNG, like if you think any of these teams are not capable of stomping 100 Thieves in the face, you're insane. Like, the non-major regions like Turkey, or Brazil, or Latin America, or Oceania, or Japan, or the CIS, a.k.a. just, you know, Russia. Like, Russia has four teams in their playoffs. It's probably going to be Unicorns of Love, because Unicorns of Love are actually pretty good. But, like... 100 Thieves is capable of beating them. They're not capable of beating G2 or Fnatic or Domwon, you know, reigning world champion Domwon, who just looked absolutely insane in World's Grand Finals against uh, against Suning. Or, or heck, or Top, or JDG, or Edward, or RNG. Or heck, even FPX. FPX aren't as good as they used to be. Like, they completely missed out on Worlds last year. But they're still FPX. They were... They won Worlds two years ago. Or... Or Invictus. Reigning World cha or world Champions three years ago. Who also missed out on Worlds last year. But still, like... China is absolutely stacked with talent in League of Legends like they always are. Korea, same thing. Absolutely stacked with talent. Like, you can never count out T1 because, you know, faker. And Damwon is still the same exact team that won world championships just, what, six months ago? Not even that. That would have been, it was late October, so five months ago? <laughs> like, that's, that's just, that's just how it goes. Like, it's a, it's it's a whole thing, and like no one else is good enough to to represent us at at MSI. It's only it's either Cloud Nine or Liquid. They're the they're probably going to win the the Spring North American Championship because they're both leaps and bounds better than Hundred Thieves or TSM. Because like. Well, one, one of them isn't going to have to worry about 100 Thieves or TSM at all because, like, whoever wins this is probably just going to play the same team again in finals. 
Like, sure, one of them will have to play the winner of 100 Thieves and TSM, but does that really scare either of them? Do 100 Thieves or TSM really scare either of those teams? I don't think they do. Because Cloud9 is has been absolutely dominant, and Perks gets a major playoff buff. Like, Cloud9 gets a serious playoff debuff, but... I think Cloud or I think Perks's playoff buff is significantly stronger, and they're going to uh, they're going to probably beat the crap out of Team Liquid because Perks in the playoffs, and then they'll probably beat the crap out of Team Liquid again because Liquid is still one of the best teams in NA. They just ran into the buzzsaw that Cloud Nine has been for the last two years. Like that's just how it's gonna go. <laughs> I could end up being totally wrong, but I don't think I will be. Because look at the last couple of weeks of the LCS. We knew who was going to be repping us in MSI. It was going to be one of the two of them. Because just like, like look at the look at the regular season standings. Like, it's obviously going to be one of the two of them. 100 Thieves fell off a freaking cliff. Evil Genius is way too inconsistent. So is TSM. Golden Guardians is going full player development. Dignitas is absolutely terrible. So is CLG. And, and Immortals. They're kind of in that same wildly inconsistent category that, that Evil Geniuses are. Like, the only consistently good teams are Cloud9 and Team Liquid. It's going to be one of the two of them repping as an MSI. It's just it's just a matter of who. Like it's There's four teams still alive, but it's really down to the two of them already. Like, let's be honest with ourselves here. But that's what I got for the show today. Hope y'all enjoyed. And don't worry, the the show will be back on a normal schedule soon with, with March Madness about to end. Like, next week there'll be one more... There'll be one more uh, Wednesday release. There'll be one more Wednesday episode... But we will have one next Friday, and then the following week it'll be back to normal with Tuesday and Friday. Because uh, March Madness won't be getting in the way of uh, recording sessions anymore. But, hope you all enjoyed. If if you like the show, if you like the banter me and John have, uh, check out both of our Twitch streams. Uh, like I said earlier, I'll leave a link to both of those in the show description. But, uh, yeah. That's it for the show today. Hope you all enjoy. Hope you all enjoy the rest of your week. And uh, talk to you guys next Wednesday. And then schedule will be back to normal. See you then.
judgment Here's your reckoning 